When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome, everybody, to the Hammer and Rails podcast. With you, as always, I'm your host, Andrew Ledman. And I'm Casey Bartley. And we're here to talk about the upcoming Purdue game against Minnesota. Purdue traveling to the Golden Gophers in the Twin Cities to face the undefeated 4-0 P.J. Fleck coached Golden Gophers. Uh, we're going to do that in the second half of the podcast. Casey and I, as always, are going to give our predictions. But first, Casey, I saw a bit of college basketball news uh, about a week ago that I wanted to ask you about, and this is really the first time I'm being given the opportunity. So you ready to talk some college basketball? Oh, yeah, I love the bouncing ball. I figured you would be excited, you know, to kind of cleanse your palate from the football talk. So uh, this came across my, uh, my computer screen. Uh, from CBS Sports. So they talked about a proposed rule change, which I know had been talked about in the past, but apparently they're preparing to um, confirm uh, this rule change that as of 2024, the NBA is going to lower Ah, the age of the draft from 19 back down to 18 years old, meaning that people could declare right out of high school uh, and no longer have to be one and done or even two and done. in college basketball. So what do you think of the rule and how do you think this could impact uh, college basketball as a whole? So in general, um, not a huge fan of making a rule based on the premise that rich old dudes don't know how to spend millions of dollars. So let's not give that to 19 year olds. 
or eighteen uh, year olds. Expand on that. Expand on that for me. The whole reason that they got rid of letting high school players in, they're going to say it's for the player. Yeah. There's not no. It is because the owners were tired of shelling out millions of dollars to eighteen year olds without a year of college to evaluate them. Yeah, and so they were amazing. They were yeah, they were making mistakes, costing themselves millions of dollars on Kwame Brown. I was um, setting their whole Brown. franchise back. And they said, help! Take the 18-year-olds away from us. They looked at us funny. We can't say no to them. And then, you know, only you have to go to college for a year. Yep. There is no reason you can't learn basic fundamentals to be better in life and the NBA while making millions of dollars. There's just not. Yeah, yeah. I mean, So, yes, will I... it change things? Absolutely. Are there some players that will be a complete miss because at 18 coming out of high school, you don't know. Yep. Sure. Bet there will too bad. Will there be kids that are ready to play at 18 in the NBA? Yes, there will more than ever. I'd say because they're getting better training earlier. Yeah. Um, bodies are advancing all of that. So there are people that should be playing at 18 and you know what? I think coaching staffs and management in general is better around that. Maybe you draft a guy at 18, 19, maybe you don't play him. Maybe you send him to the G League. Maybe you send him to a G League for a year. You you would have to have drafted that guy pretty late. I I don't uh, know about that to justify that. I mean, not really. If because you get you draft them early, thinking they could be something way better than they are, and still have those two, three, four years of rookie contract control, and that's all that really matters. Well, yeah, but I mean, you got the the way. And correct me if I'm wrong. uh, You know more about the NBA than I do. Uh, but given where you're drafted largely can impact the amount of money on your contract. So a team is not sure. going to want to take a guy in the, you know, say fifth or sixth spot and then throw him in the G League for a year and then they've got X number of millions of dollars. Oh, no, they will because it's still, they're super cheap. Rookie contracts mean, in the NBA are one of the best okay. deals. Okay. All right. I'll, tr- I'll trust you. And, and one of the reasons they might do that, say they need to develop him a little bit. Or bounce him back and forth, which they can do now. Yeah, yeah the two-way contracts. You know what's really good to help uh, one really early draft pick? Another really good Another early really draft. early draft so pick, yeah. if you want to <laughs> say you're developing them in the G League while not, while not winning games, even if they were good enough to help, I don't think this will be a major case, but that is another option. And I just think smart teams will look at this. Some guys, especially when you think of someone who's like, you know, seven foot, they just don't have the frame for it yet. So they're not big enough to play in the NBA, but uh, Giannis, Giannis Antetokounmpo, you take him at 18, his body wasn't like really ready for it. He could have used a year of seasoning, but you can actually afford to do that that way. And you might take some more chances on players like that. And you're probably right. It's probably more in the 15, 25 range. Yeah. That, see, that's but, would be, that would be my expectation. Or even if you go in the later, second yeah, round. Yeah. But I, I think... I think, first of all, we'll definitely make teams grab more for uh, tools and players that they think they could develop more, especially late. Uh, but I think the main point is just if you're 18 and you're good enough and you worked at it, like you should be able to make money on it. Yeah. You, you shouldn't be yeah. forced to college because a bunch of rich guys don't want the risk of 18 year olds. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It is strange that they were taking the risk completely away from the people who make money on it for a living and saying, no, the people who would be drafted, you have to go and take a year away and do something else so that we can do our jobs better. Um, you know, they can say it's about education or whatever they want, but 
I do believe you are correct. It's a lot, it's a lot about NBA GMs not making fools of themselves by, you know, getting guys who like Kwame Brown who ultimately don't pan out and they've lost a top tier draft pick because of it. Yep. So, final question on this, how do you think this impacts Purdue? Because obviously we know Purdue is not getting the one-and-done players. You know, we're not getting the guy who is going to come in, take over the team for a year, and then be a, a one, two, three, four uh, draft pick. I, so it, it doesn't impact them that way. But when you take that level of talent off the board, does that mean Purdue gets you know gets older and more schools have to kind of recruit differently? And will they take maybe the top players that Purdue would get? Or is this a good thing for Purdue because this is how we've been the entire time and won't really need to change our recruiting strategy? I don't think it'll be either exactly. I, th- I think there's little touches of those. But I think what happens is, and this is a recruiting conversation we've had in general, past those no doubt about it NBA level high school talents, there a lot of times there's not a lot of difference between, say, the 32nd recruit and the 99th recruit, right? Yeah. So all of a sudden, these top programs, they're not just being gifted five stars that they know are going to succeed. All of a sudden, that talent pool is a lot more even top to bottom. So I think that helps a coach and program like Matt Painter, who is so good at finding those guys. The guys that he's grabbing aren't going to all of a sudden go to Duke. Right. It's those right. guys yeah, Zach, that he's... Zach Eady was not going to go to Duke if, if uh, Painter uh, hadn't offered him and if these one-and-dones weren't there. Yeah, what changes is Duke no longer has Zion Williams. Right. That's a net positive for Purdue. Right. All of a sudden, you go in the NCAA tournament, and you're like, oh, there's no teams here that I'm terrified of. And if there are, they're going to be teams like Purdue that got the most out of their talent, that are older, that have developed, that have a system in place. And I'd have teams that make sense. And I think those are all strengths that he does better than even those big programs. And now all of a sudden those big programs are going to have to compete a little bit more on his level. Yeah. One, one thing that the CBS article pointed out that I thought was fascinating is they looked at kind of the uh, the age of college basketball teams, uh, specifically the NCAA champion. So they said during the one and done era, uh, specifically over the last decade, the average NCAA championship team was roughly roughly ranked 94th nationally in experience. Uh, these are all based on Ken Palm. However, uh, from 2007 to 2010, uh, the early years of the one-and-done era, before teams were constructed around one-and-dones, the NCAA champion was top 20 in total experience. Um, so it sounds like maybe a team built more like Purdue around upperclassmen and around people who've been in the program longer would have more of a chance to be the NCAA champion should those numbers go back to how they were uh, before the one-and-done era. Yeah, it's very interesting. Um, Yeah, I just think, I mean, especially with the way younger kids are making a brand of themselves now, making money, uh, NIL, everything, it's, I think the ability to grab a kid who doesn't have other options and turn them in to the best college player is going to be even more important going forward. And I think Purdue has a, uh, I don't think there's many colleges and coaches that do it better than Matt Painter. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So uh, I think overall it could be a good thing for Purdue. Uh, As I said, this, this article indicates that it could go into effect 2024. So that is coming up right around the corner. Uh, something to watch and see how it kind of transforms both recruiting and college basketball in general. So that is that for our college basketball talk. We're going to take a break, come back, and look ahead to Purdue's game against Minnesota coming up this Saturday. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. 
Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And we are back. So as promised, we're going to look ahead to Purdue's upcoming game against the Minnesota Golden Gophers. And as we've mentioned on this podcast before, Purdue has not won a game in the uh, the new stadium up there in Minnesota. They're heading up. Uh, it's going to be a noon kickoff on Saturday. Minnesota currently ranked 21st. And we're going to do this a little bit different. I have tasked Casey with giving me three reasons why Purdue could lose this game. And I'm being... Uh, I've tasked myself with giving him three reasons Purdue could win this game, and we're going to go back and forth, uh, see if one of us convinces the other, and at the end we're still going to go with our predictions uh, on the score of the game. So, Casey, you ready? I am born almost ready. Okay. Well, you're Overbaked you, a little, to be honest. There, yeah, that's all right. That's all right. I'll go first. So we are looking at a Minnesota team currently uh, 4-0 and in the standings, currently ranked 21, and you look at that and you're like, that's pretty good. However, you take a look at Minnesota's schedule. You know, CBS does their bottom 25 rankings uh, each week. They rank the 25 worst college football teams. Oh. Well, yeah, it's always fun uh, to see where, where teams land on there. This time, were we, Col- we were not. Okay. We were not. Uh, Colorado is ranked third. New Mexico State is ranked eighth. Keep in mind, these are the third worst and the eighth worst teams in all of college football, according to CBS. These are two teams that Minnesota has played. Mm-hmm. One of their uh, one of their other opponents is an FCS team, Western Illinois. Uh, I miss so, the days of playing FCS opponents. It, those are good. Those are just good victories. You love them. Um, and their other opponent is Michigan State, a team that we've seen uh, noted last year can very easily fall apart. And I think at this point, we don't really know if they're any good at all 
So, yes, they're 4-0. Yes, they've not allowed a lot of points. But if you look, they have played three of four games against just absolutely terrible competition. Um, so I'm not sure you can really take their offensive or defensive numbers very seriously, given the just absolute cupcakery that is their schedule. Fair point. Um, I hope that's the case because I'm looking at a team that rank-wise through most uh, stats – very, very good. Right. This is a Minnesota team that is good at running the ball, throwing the ball, defending the ball, stopping teams on third down. So they have been dominant with who they've played, including making a Big Ten team that I think we all thought was going to be pretty good that still might be decent and made them look like chumps. They chumped them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. So uh, can we you have it? Your... <laughs> we haven't played a hard, uh, a hard schedule and we do not look good. I would argue that of the two of us, we've played the better schedule, which is difficult. Marginally. Well, marginally. I mean, but I think Penn State is better uh, than Michigan State. By that much? I mean, we said marginally. And I I think Syracuse is better than any of their other three opponents. And I think the FCS teams you can just put into a wash. I mean, they're basically the same. Who even knows? But neither is going to be really intimidating. So uh, I think if you take that, I would say that Purdue's schedule has been more difficult, but not to a gigantic degree. Okay, what did you want from me? You got to give me a reason you think Purdue's going to lose. Oh, we're to that point. Yeah. I think Purdue's going to lose. Well, not why, I think. A reason why they would. Yeah, right? a reason why. AOC doesn't play. Yeah. Um, I was listening to a podcast about uh, NFL recruits. You listen to other podcasts, other podcasts. not just this one on repeat? Got to find out what... What our competition's doing? Oh yes, and they were excited about Aiden O'Connell and Charlie Jones as NFL prospects. Really? Yeah. Um, Aiden O'Connell's probably first or second in line for senior quarterbacks. Uh, but if he doesn't play, we saw what happens to our offense, and it's not encouraging. So if we yeah. go on the road to Minnesota, who is by all accounts at this point the best defense in the country, hey. Yeah, I mean, I'll grant you that one. It's not ideal. Um, we talked all offseason about how AOC was probably the most important player for this Purdue offense, and to have him out when you go on the road to a team that you absolutely have to beat if you want to win the West Division, uh, that is not an ideal scenario for Purdue. So uh, that is obviously you've made a good case on that one without hey, having to really say a whole lot. Yeah. How many points did Purdue give up to Florida Atlantic? Uh, 20-something, uh, I can't remember the exact score. 26. How many points has Minnesota given up this entire season? 26. Okay. It, was that right? I knew it was somewhere in the 20s. No, it's it's less. Oh, it's, good. It's uh, like 18 points, I think. Okay, but again, goes back to my first point. They've played an absolutely horrendous schedule. So They've uh, played an we- entire schedule and given up less points than we did against Florida Atlantic. Right, but they again, they played two of the worst teams in FBS, in FCS team, and Michigan State. Why do you State. think Florida Atlantic stacks up? I mean, they're better than those two. I'll, I'll just say that. Um, so, now, for me, another reason I think uh, Purdue could have a chance to win, Minnesota's number one wide receiver out for the season, uh, injured his leg, has to have surgery, so that is Chris Ottman-Bell, um, their best wide receiver so far, and I gotta say... When you lose your number one wide receiver, it makes it that much more difficult on everybody else. You know, I can't imagine what would happen to Purdue right now if Charlie Jones went down. 
the receiving core would just take a huge hit. So having uh, Tanner Morgan not have his number one weapon at the wide receiver position is great news for Purdue. Correct. The reason they might lose is that they still had Mohammed Ibrahim, who, like you yeah. suggested, yep, yep, yep. looks just fine. <laughs> yeah. 89 carries, 567 <laughs> yards, eight touchdowns. He, he is very good. 6.4 yards an attempt. For for longtime listeners of the podcast, you'll recall that when Casey and I were talking about knee injuries, I said Ibrahim would probably be fine, uh, but I also said Brock Thompson would I probably say. be fine. And <laughs> so I'm one for two. On that, as uh, we know, Brock Thompson out again for this coming game uh, against Minnesota, whereas Muhammad Ibrahim has just been crushing people. Um, but again, the level of competition, not great. But I think regardless of the competition, we've seen enough from Ibrahim over his career to know that he is going to be a problem for everyone, uh, no matter the competition. I mean, he, he is just a great running back. Yeah, and Purdue has definitely not been, in theory, Syracuse is running back pretty good. But, yeah, yeah, I mean, he had the numbers. His, his uh, prior year ran for somewhere around 1,500 yards. I um, mean, Purdue held him uh, really, really uh, to, I think, like 42 yards. Uh, was a really good uh, job by the defense there. But Ibrahim is just on a whole other level than that and guy. And this Minnesota run game is on a whole other level. And we haven't really faced a team like this. Uh Mohammed's backup, Bryce Williams, 22 carries, 163 yards. That's 7.3 yards a carry. Wait, hold on. No, that's the third string running back. Second string, Trayson Potts, 53 carries, 291 yards. Do we have a running back? Do we have a running back with 160 yards? Downing might be close because he went for over 100 last week. I got to look it up just because now now I'm curious. Uh, But, man, (laughs) Purdue really has struggled, uh, I mean, on the on the ground this year. Uh, it looks like this season he has 204 yards on the ground, Dylan Downing. So we've at least got that going for us, but still. Third most on the on the, on the the Minnesota team. Yeah, grasping at straws a little bit there, but yeah, so, we'll take it. So, yeah, that, that, that would be uh, my retort. I don't think it matters how they throw the ball. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. Uh, the last one I will point out is Tanner Morgan is the quarterback for Minnesota. I think he's fine. I think he's serviceable. I don't think he is a guy that necessarily, when you look at the look at the schedule, when you look at the roster, he's not a guy that necessarily terrifies you. Um, he's been at Minnesota now. This is his fifth year uh, playing, so he's he's got the experience. But I, I don't know that he's necessarily going to be a guy that's going to frighten you. He's not the leader of the team on offense. Ibrahim is the leader of the team. So Purdue has done well uh, stopping the run. But this is a whole other level of team that they're facing. Um, but hopefully Purdue can find a way to make Minnesota one-dimensional and then do their best to to shut down Ibrahim. So I, I would just say since Tanner Morgan, not exactly the world's uh, greatest prospect and, and top guy uh, in college football, gives me a little bit of hope. But I'm kind of reaching for this third one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, so another reason why Purdue might lose. Minnesota is the 19th best at penalties per game. They oh, only get 4.7. That's kind of the opposite of Purdue. Opposite of Purdue, and we we have seen how the flag works in Minnesota. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, yeah. So they are already, uh, we are already at a disadvantage almost every game because of that, and we have to go up there. So not good vibes. No, no. Uh, I mean, you make good points. Uh, I mean, it's hard to dispute them. Purdue is, as I said, they've never won in this stadium uh, up in Minnesota. Brom and Fleck, 
since they've both been there. Brom is one and four against Minnesota in his career. So it's the numbers are not on Purdue's side in this case. And when we went through and did our early season look, uh, you know, we picked our wins and losses for the season. I actually picked this one as a loss. You picked this one as a win. So Ooh, you, boy was old me dumb. You were an optimistic young man. Um, so this is your chance to, uh, you know, either stick with your guns or to go ahead and make a new prediction. So Casey, given all we've said today, given all our predictions, uh, what do you think is going to happen coming up on Saturday? I think Purdue is going to do its best to make this a slog and okay. it's going to end up being 28-13 Purdue. Oh, you, you, you almost fooled <laughs> me there. You started with Purdue. I was like, oh man. Um, There's just no way you look at these two teams right now and think uh, Purdue is definitely the unit that's going to come out on top. Yeah, I mean, I, I have Maybe a hard AOC, time. I have a hard time believing AOC is going to play. Yeah, that is one thing and we should have mentioned. Not color, that does not make me feel better. That is one thing we should have mentioned. Uh, apparently, Coach Jeff Brom spoke after practice. Uh, we're recording this on Thursday. He indicated that Aiden O'Connell was a game-time decision, and he also went through other injuries and uh, this is what he gave out. He said, game time decisions, Aiden O'Connell, Taylor, uh, out, Doru, Graham, Thompson, and Craig. And he then said both Thompson and Craig could be out for, quote, extended period of time, end quote. So uh, those are some big losses for this team. And given that and just, you know, the abysmal performances Purdue has seen against Minnesota, our inability to win a game up there. I am also going to pick against my beloved Boilermakers. Um, I think Purdue will probably keep it close for about three quarters. And then I think Minnesota will just grind down the defense with the run game. And I think ultimately they'll they'll score a couple touchdowns in the fourth quarter to make the game look not quite as close um, as it actually was. So I'm going to go 31 to 17 Minnesota. Seems so, like just slightly went above mine, but whatever. I, I did. I did. Yeah. Um, so Price is we, me. <laughs> we've, we've done this the last couple games. Do you want to guess what Charlie Jones is going to get? I don't think we did very well last week, but we also no, thought AFC no. was playing. We did. Um, yeah, it's going to be, I, I think that's going to be the number one thing Minnesota tries to take away. Mm-hmm. I think that the first team that's going to be able to do that to a little bit, I think he's going to have seven catches for 35 yards. Oh, Wow. Any touchdowns? Nope. Whew. Excited to see more wide receiver screens called up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Burton had to deal with a lot of wide receiver screens being called. I don't know if that's because they don't trust him to throw the long ball. I don't know if they don't have the entire playbook out for him um, or if that was just trying to take what FAU was giving the team. But if Purdue truly wants to win this game and they have Burton at quarterback – Brom has got to find a way to open up the playbook, allow him to do trick plays, allow him to run something um, to get, you know, the deep ball to get different things open. Because if you just rely on screen pass after screen pass, uh, those will again eventually get sniffed out and you're going to be in some trouble. So uh, for Charlie Jones, I think he'll have much more success than you do. I think he'll go uh, eight catches. I think he'll go 97 yards Mm. and a touchdown. Oh, big day. So keep him up top the uh, wide receiver of the year. Yeah, he, I mean, he's looked incredible. Um, I, I continue to just wonder what was going on in Iowa, that they saw this guy every day in practice, threw him on the field. They saw what he could do returning the returning the ball, um, but yet couldn't find a way to get him the ball at wide receiver. 
possibly just because uh, Kirk Ferentz and I believe it's his son as the offensive coordinator are just atrocious. Little have Kirk. no no idea what they're doing on offense. It's not a fun program, not a fun offense. No, no. We, we were I mean, happy to have them. The fact that they have the best offense or the best defense in the country and the worst offense in the country is just astounding. It's very Iowa. It's also very <laughs> Wisconsin. Uh, I saw, so this company does, uh, the same company that did the t-shirts for Charlie Jones that we tweeted out last week, um, also did a shirt. It was just an outline. Hey, buddy, the state they're of... not paying ad time. What Listen, I didn't say their name. Okay. I didn't say their name. Get out of this t-shirt company. That's right. Uh, so they, they have a shirt on their website. It's just an outline of the state of Iowa, but it was IW or IDWA. <laughs> So they just took out the I O and substituted w. the D. I don't like it. I thought I thought it was funny. I don't. What? I'm so they, confused. They took the O out of the state of Iowa and put in a D instead. Why? Because, like, defense and offense, there's no O in Iowa. That's, a, That's not a stretch. I think you're just embarrassed you didn't get it. I wasn't listening, so I'm not that embarrassed. <laughs> you know, you got to stop using that excuse. Eventually, you're going to hurt my feelings. Eventually, you're going to hurt my feelings. So there we go. Uh, Casey has us losing 28 to 13. Charlie Jones getting seven catches for 35 yards, no TDs. I have got Purdue going up to Minnesota and losing 31 to 17. Charlie Jones does get Do on the board. Do we win FAOC plays? Uh, I don't no. know. It'll be closer, I think. Yes. Um, I've got Jones with eight catches, 97 yards, and a TD. So there we go. Um, if AOC does play, I think it could be a lot closer. But Purdue just they, – they have to find a way to stop the run. And Ibrahim is just so much better than everybody else they've played uh, at the running back position this year. Because he didn't play last year, right? Well, he played not, – not when Purdue played them. Right. But he started at the beginning playing. of the year. Yeah. The Purdue game. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be fun. What time's the game? The game is at noon. Noon kickoff. Love it. Yeah, noon it's kickoff. Be so and, rainy. And that is going to be on ESPN2. Yeah, All it's right. supposed to rain. Any If you live on the East Coast, you're going to be uh, getting the residuals of the hurricane. So you're probably not going to be going anywhere. Uh, so just uh, hang out inside, stay dry, and let's watch Purdue on ESPN2. Noon kickoff, folks. Let's go. Boiler up.